Geek Planet Online, the Fascination Nation, and very amateur productions, the Crustacean Vibration, have put out one more episode of Mike and Mike's All-Star Summer Jamboree. Today's All-Star guest, Barry Bostwick. Wait, they actually got Barry Bostwick? Fuck! Now, I don't care what anybody says, it takes some skill to get that much gum in your mouth. But it doesn't take any skill to talk out of your ass. This is true. Anybody can do it. But most people talk out of their ass anyway. Oh, yeah. No, all right, Barry, you've been in Hollywood long enough. A lot of people talk out their asses out there. Well, I, I don't know because I'm. that means that they would have to talk through me because I'm known as an asshole. Join the club. We have hats. Soon T-shirts. <laughs> it looks great on business cards and thongs. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, do the intro. Come on, let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, greetings and salutations. He's not Mike. He ain't Ack, and we are excited as ten-year-olds who have just discovered Skinamax, because with us today is the one, the only, the Tony Award winner. Barry Bostwick. Good evening, sir. And good evening to you guys. How are you? Somewhere between fine and dandy. We will keep you posted. All right. I like fandy. Okay. I'll be fine. All right. All right. All right. That'll work. That'll work. Well, first off, we got to say thank you so much for coming on the Ass Jam. This means a hell of a lot to both of oh, us. Oh, yes. We appreciate the hell out of this. I mean, someone of your caliber taking time out of his day to talk to two douchebags like us. Ah, oh, ooh, what an honor. From Ohio, no less. That's even worse. Wait, wait, hold, hold, hold away. You guys are douchebags? One of us, maybe. We're still waiting on the oh, results. Right. What a waste of time. My Christ, nobody told me I was talking to a couple of douchebags. But well, if it makes you feel well, any better, we're funny douchebags. I, you know, I don't mean to sound like a douchebag, but squirt. Oh. All right, I'll give you a little... I'll give you a few minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we greatly appreciate that, sir. All right, now. We have a lot to talk about, but we're going to start with something we recently talked to Jesse Merlin about. FDR, American Badass, please explain yourself. Uh, I, um, uh, Ross Patterson, who's uh, sort of a, uh, I don't know, he's, I guess he's sort of a YouTube uh, uh, giant. I mean, people really love his stuff. He's done a couple of movies, three or four movies, I guess, and he, did, he wrote this thing called FDR, American Badass, and uh, it's a, uh, a real send-up of... Um, you know, those kind of uh, hero movies, except FDR is the badass of all time. In fact, if you go on YouTube, we have a couple of uh, of trailers or a couple of, uh, you know, those little short pieces, one-minute pieces. What would we type in to find it under? Uh, go into uh, FDR, uh, YouTube of FDR American Badass. You hear that, folks? Do it, do it, do it. Okay, go on, sir. Yeah, and I think we're uh, we just finished uh, pretty much putting it together. It's uh, they're submitting it to Sundance next week, and um, we'll see. I, I think it's hysterical, personally, but that's because I play FDR. And are you in fact a badass in this? I'm a, a huge badass in this. I mean, I'm uh, uh, I'm uh, a, a swearing uh, shooting. Um, uh, profane and profound cripple. 
That's oh, a great sentence. Oh, we have got appendages crossed for you, sir. <laughs> All right, now, we can't go too far into this interview without discussing the cross-dressing elephant in the room. Do we have to? Yeah, we have to, but right. but I got to tell you something. I'm actually scratching something off my off my bucket list today. Because the first time I saw Rocky Horror, I said to the Lamy, someday I am going to ask somebody who was in this film this question. All right. At any point during the filming, did you ever stop and just think to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Hmm. Well, no. Because <laughs> it to me, it was it was sort of an extension of... Stuff I'd been doing in New York off off Broadway. It was it wasn't. Uh, I didn't think it was that weird, uh, but that could just be a reflection on me and my taste. That's but, so uh, awesome. I wish I you were my father. And I did. Yeah, oh, thank you. I uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, and I think you know it had been done on stage for two three years, and, and in fact, when we did it, I have a feeling that. Most of the people who were involved in the original production who were doing the movie were just really getting sort of sick of it and wanted to get it out of the way, put it on film, and uh, move on with their lives. And the new, the, us new guys who came in, Susan, myself, um, I forget, uh, Meatloaf did it on stage, I think. Um, but we, uh, you know, we were very excited. It was something new for us, but it wasn't, uh, to me, it wasn't like. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't that weird. It was, it was, it went sort of along with a lot of stuff I had done. Um, LSD goes a long way. Yeah. Well, you know it. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm not shocked by it at all, to be honest with you. But you know, I've never taken a dick up my ass, so. Um, you should try it sometime. Really, with the right amount of lube, it's okay. You know, make sure so you prepare I, though. Be be sure to play with it before you go full Monty, otherwise you'll hurt yourself. Oh, thank you. That's 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 good advice. Uh, but I guess I just wanted to uh, be on film somewhere uh, at a time in which um, people might still want to stick a dick up my ass. <laughs> now, had you seen the play before you auditioned for the flick? Did you know what you were getting into when you auditioned? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, because I had a lot of friends in in the LA production, and so uh, I had seen it, and um, I had had my toes sucked pre-show by people out in the audience. Uh, I, uh, I I knew exactly wh what it was all about, and um, um, I felt ready. <laughs> Do you get residuals for the film at all? No, I get nothing. I th well, I, I think I get a little bit off of a. Uh, Australian uh, soundtrack, but right at this point, uh, when we made it in 74, 75, um, there weren't any uh, unions. Uh, th they didn't um, have any kind of uh, um, money for us for even VHS. VHS wasn't even out at the time. There weren't any tapes. So they didn't even foresee that it might have a life beyond the theater. And God, it has, yeah. you know, uh, and we, uh, as cast members, um, I think feel, uh, I mean, I feel it was a great thing to have in my history. And, and so I, I don't regret not really making any money off of it. It, um, I've made a lot of friends and been a lot of, uh, to a lot of places, uh, 
that I would normally not have gone to if I hadn't been uh, involved in that movie. You see, folks, it's true. People do do it just for the sheer fun of it. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say. I mean, it was a hell movie, hellish movie to make. I mean, we there was no money. Uh, it was cold. It was wet. Uh, um, How uncomfortable was it having Tim Curry to go down between your legs? Uh, that was uh, a, a day that I'll never forget. Um, and I will. Uh, you know what? He's such a sweet guy. And uh, he knew I would have been a little nervous about it, um, that uh, he did it with great respect. And um, I, wish I, I wish I had something more salacious to say, like, you know, every, like everybody wants me to say, you know, but... Uh, you mean something we, along the lines, he cradled me quite nicely? Yeah, yeah. I'll say it for you, he cradled you quite nicely. He did, didn't he? Well, you know what? I, I think uh, the biggest the biggest turn on for me was the pool scene when I was <laughs> I think I was sucking somebody's nipples and it wasn't a woman. <laughs> now that is the sign of a good party. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's 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 what I got paid the big bucks for on that. <laughs> Living the that, dream. That and dancing, that and dancing in ten uh, in a size uh, twelve high heels, five inch high heels, on a wet pool deck. That living was, the dream, my friend. You're living the dream. That was uh, that was the, a moment. Uh, I wish I had those high heels now. <laughs> so do we, man. That'd be cool. Wouldn't that be cool? So I, I guess I could go get some down on Hollywood Boulevard and say they were my real ones. Ha! <laughs> Put them on eBay, uh, see if you get anything no, for them. Ev everyone will know it's shenanigans after this. Yeah, 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 right. I, I mean, I could have made a fortune if I had just... It could have been like, um, you know, the red shoes. Uh, ah. uh, if I if I could have uh, come up with like four pairs of it. Or you know, capture corset, man. That would have gotten some money, too. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, who knew about that? I, I don't think I saved anything from that except one pair of underwear <laughs> that... I, that I uh, yeah, that, that folks I, is one item, and I gave it to uh, the Tiffany Theater when they presented me with a gold record um, uh, out here. I framed it and gave it to those guys. What sort of man in his right mind would trade underwear for a gold record? Yeah, well, you know what? I was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. We're sure you're aware of this, but you originated the role of Danny Zuko in Greece on Broadway. I did. Now, when we you, heard that, yeah, yeah, I, I think I heard it. Yeah, somewhere. Uh, I may have yeah. felt it. But when you saw oh, the sorry. when you saw the film the first time, how badly did you want to punch John Travolta in the taint? Oh, you know what? I love John, and John was in the touring company with me. He played duty, and uh, oh, that's so, cool. And we both had the same manager at the time. And I'm, uh, and I had nothing uh, bad to say um, about it. I, I thought he was brilliant. Uh, I, you know, of course he did a lot of the stuff that I did, but that was just inherent in the role. Um, but yeah, I mean, and watching you, I've seen some clips of you doing it, and you come across like you should be in Sha Na Na. Every time I watch the movie Grease, he comes across like he should be in a Busby Berkeley musical. Uh, well, you know what? That sort of that was sort of the progression of Greece as it was. I mean, it was originally this little dirty 
grimy, very uh, uh, with this show that was done in Chicago in a basement of a of a church, and it was really about two gangs, and uh, it was uh, it was grittier and um, I heard it was pretty raunchy too for that time. really raunchy. And then when it went to Broadway, when I got involved in it, you know, it cleaned up an awful lot. And uh, just because of where it was going, you know, because of the audience. And then when, the, when it went to the movies, it it cleaned up another 100%. And uh, and now... Uh, oh, it's good, wholesome family fun. <laughs> well, yeah, when you see it in high schools and grammar schools and everything, and, you know, and, and uh, they, they, they don't say fucking A, you know, they say something else, like, oh, gee. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: If the two Zukos met in Mortal Kombat, who would kick whose ass? Uh, but between me and Travolta? Yeah. yeah. Well, as far as the Zukos go, uh, you'd kick his ass. Come I on, just say. I think he's. Yeah, I think he's put on a little weight, so I think I could probably not. Yeah, him. break break one off in his ass. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know he's. Uh, He's, uh, he, but he would just turn another cheek. He would turn his other cheek. He wouldn't want to fight me. He truly is, Michael. Ah, now that you were nominated for a Tony twice before you finally won in 77 for the Robert Bridegroom. Way to go. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. This is something I've always wanted to ask an award winner. What was the first thought that flashed through your head when they announced your name? Um, probably... Uh, what the fuck was I going to say? And did, would I remember what I was going to say? And, um, uh, and I, um, you know what? I, I, I have never looked back on that. I've never seen, uh, I've never seen the tape of it or anything. Um, also when I won a Golden Globe, I never saw the tape of that. I just get so damn embarrassed being myself and just, uh, Standing in front of a group like that and and trying to just be real and honest and um, I uh, I think when I went up for my Tony I think I went up on stage and I think I turned my back to the audience and patted myself on the back like a real asshole <laughs> but I did it because I I don't know why I did it but people afterwards thought that that was really cool. And all I did was lose about a week's sleep afterwards, thinking that I just totally made a jerk out of myself. Um, and uh, Sir, but, if I may, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Well, so therefore I am an asshole, is what you're saying? Is that what you were saying? No, there, no, I'm saying he deserved that pat on the back. Oh, all right, then you're forgiven. Oh, I yeah, well, yeah, but you usually don't pat yourself on the back, you know? Oh, we do all the time. Yeah, you do when yeah. no one else will, the goddamn germaphobes. Exactly, it's all good. <laughs> well, maybe you're right. Okay, I'm not going to regret that moment in my Absolutely life. Absolutely not. Enjoy of it, man. Of course not. You're Barry fucking Bostwick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forget that. <laughs> now, sir, two-part yeah. question here. First, how did you get the Fantastic Planet gig, and why are you uncredited? Great fucked up French movie. If you guys don't know, seek it out, find it. Uh, am I uncredited? Oh, it's because you know what I did. As I did the uh, the English translation, so I was basically brought in uh, just to um, uh, do the English. And uh, I guess I had 
really nothing to do with the actual movie uh, other than making it palatable for an English-speaking audience. And um, that was a great movie, wasn't it? I mean, you can still buy it. And I think my name is on it now, isn't it? Oh, oh, that's no. When we were doing research on you, yes, we do occasionally do research. It says uncredited on IMDb. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what? Un- We've had enough problems with them. We need to just like bomb them. Yeah, yeah. IMDb and that, we do not get along well together with them. No. You know what we ought to do? We ought to just go to IMDb, whatever it's at, like its national server database, and just stink bomb the whole building. Oh. Why, why would you want to do that when people like myself struggle on a daily basis to get work? Because they screw people like you by uncrediting you. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's like minor bullshit, you know. <laughs> oh, I so mean, get lost I mean, some, some, uh, some little animated futuristic thing I did in 1960, what was it, seven, eight, nine? It was uh, someone back then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they got everything. For me, I mean, they've gotten everything else pretty right. <laughs> I don't know who wrote the bio for it. I didn't, or nobody that I knew. All right, uh, I'll let I'll let them slide this time. But I'm sharpening my knives. Down, lam it down. It's okay. okay. Well, you know, you you have to do what you have to do, and <laughs> and uh, God, I, I, more power to you. Uh, <gasps> are you are you on IMDb? You must be. Uh, we are not. No, we should be, but sadly, we are not. We'll get there eventually. One day we will overthrow it. <laughs> we will run it, and we will make sure that it is cool and fun. It will. It will be M I M D B. Oh, I cannot. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's cool. We're yeah. gonna go right, that now. Good. Well, All right. Yeah, you're right. We're not. Okay. IMDb. Another cult. Classic from you, Mr. Bostwick, is the unforgettable Megaforce. Yeah. Two Deeds, real... not words. That's yeah. right. Two real quick questions about that one. First, <laughs> how many people did you have working on your hair? Because that was an amazing 80s do. Wasn't it? That I... was just some nice ass hair there, sir. You know, I, I but but that was my daily hairdo, so it wasn't like it was anything that odd. You know, I think I wore that hair. I did. A, I had just finished uh, Pirates of Penzance out here on stage, that Joe Papp version of it, mm-hmm. and playing the the Pirate King. And uh, I had worn uh, in the in the musical, the play at the Amundsen, my hair just like that with the scarf. And uh, uh, the guys who directed it, uh, Hal Needham, his wife came to the show. And it, during the show, I used to take the scarf uh, off my head and throw it into the audience, you know, sort of like Elvis did. Ah. And uh, and uh, I think I threw it to her accidentally. And so she went back and told Hal about this tall guy. And uh, and he cast me in the part based on the fact that I uh, threw something at his wife. <laughs> And uh, and and I got the part, and 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 but but he insisted, or they insisted that I uh, keep my hair the same way and use the the uh, the kerchief around my forehead. Oh, that's awesome! All right, and this is something that I have been wondering for years. Maybe you can shed some light into this. What? And I didn't wear I didn't wear a jock strap, and I probably should have. Okay, that that answers that question. The other one that we had was, what was the deal with the thumbs in that flick? There was this weird, like, thumb obsession going on there. Really? Yeah, you and Persis Kambada had this, like, pseudo-love scene only with your thumbs. I'm going to have to look at it again and see. Uh, 
we did, did we touch thumbs or did we suck thumbs? What there was, there thumbs? was, there was individual thumb kissing and pressing it up into the air, kind of like a, like you were blowing a kiss, you were blowing a thumb kiss. And this happened, like there was this thing with thumbs a couple of times. I first thought it might have been some sort of, you know, how Needham going, this is our elbow sex Rocky Horror reference only with thumbs. Huh. No, I think it was his, uh, I think it was his sort of, uh, uh, it was his version of the high five, you know, or, and, uh, and, uh, it was, I guess is what he thought would be romantic. Um, and, um, oh, that, now I'm, it's all coming back to me. Yeah. I'd kiss my thumb yes. and then I'd hold it up. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah, it, uh, huh. That's very strange, wasn't it? We thought it was very strange too. But 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 effective because how many years ago did I make that and you still remember that moment? Oh yeah, man. We oh we do not doubt its effectiveness. Oh, we in fact, I bet you right. I bet you right now you're probably doing it to each other. Well, not at the moment. Well, no, right now each other of us is talking to Barry Boswick. Yeah, we'll save that for after the interview. That's the post-interview. Yeah, that's fun. the celebration. All right. Okay, well, I'm kissing my thumb now and shoving it up my ass. Uh, oh! Now, another great show, speaking of weird-ass costumes, another great show with you. Was, you were in the very first Lex movie, I Worship His Shadow, and in that, you were wearing a rainbow-colored metal miniskirt. Yeah! Great, great outfit. What well, I wondered yeah. about that one was, was it weird spending so much time shooting in front of a green screen back then? It was all green screen. Yeah, all green screen, and it was all... I remember we did that in Nova Scotia, I believe. And I think I flew in in the dark, I and and then I was picked up the next morning in the dark, and then I went to the soundstage in the dark, came home in the dark, and I think the three or four days I was there, I never saw the light of day. That sounds like paradise. Oh, it was. It was. Oh, it was great fun. They, but those guys were those guys were very clever. Very clever. I, everything was done in this one sound stage. They had their um, all their technical people in another room and over here and over there. And it uh, it was um, uh, it was fascinating the way they put that together. The the whole thing was basically green screen. You know, we were just standing on ladders or walking on boards or whatever, and then all of a sudden there was all that lovely background stuff. Uh, <laughs> no. That girl was cute. Yeah. Well, speaking of cute, I've got a weird question for you. Was yeah. it weird having Gwen Verdon and Audrey Landers aerobicizing behind you to your version of Jump for My Love? Yeah, we've seen the video. Yeah, yeah, boy, that was uh, that was one of the gayest performances I've ever given. <laughs> um, you do some pretty awesome splits in that thing, man. I do, don't I? Well, th that was when I was really into... Um, uh, Jane Fonda workouts, and uh, I was part of her group. Well, I used to go to her studio all the time out here, and um, in fact, my first wife and I met at a Jane Fonda studio. We had our wedding reception at a Jane Fonda studio, and um, you packed uh, Jane Fonda on your honeymoon. Yeah, and she, yeah, she, uh, she was very kind to let us use the studio for our our uh, reception, and. Um, so therefore, uh, that, all that crap I was doing was just stuff from the Jane Fonda workout, and um, uh, and 
Yeah, Gwen Verdon in the background being back. And Audrey speaking. Landers. Yeah, let's not forget Audrey Landers, man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And who else was in that? Uh, my girlfriend was in that at the time. Yeah, there were there were several. Like when I saw the video, there was like three women that I recognized, and the rest of them I was like, okay, that's very eighties. Yeah, very eighties. Um, well, Lisa Hartman was one of them. Uh, that's right. That she was on there too. That's right. And she was she and I. I were go. I was going with her at the time, and uh, so we sort of did it together. Um, I think if you looked at it again, you see I actually pat her on the rear end as I go by. Ooh, risque. <laughs> so, yeah, very risque. That was for what? I think that was for raising money for the Olympics, right? Yeah, there was definitely some Olympic vibe well, going hey, on there. Well, hey, sex sells. Exactly. And yeah. hey, it worked for Olivia Newton-John. Why the hell couldn't it work for you? It did. Well, I, you know, I, I yeah, I mean, I think I I did the full-out splits on that, didn't I? And you rocked it, man. I think I saw your testicles split, too. Yeah, they did, and they've never come back together again. One day they will be reunited. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. One of our fans wanted us to ask you about your experiences working on Moby Dick 2010. How was working with Trey Stokes, and more importantly, is it fun knowing that no matter how many negative reviews that film gets, your performance is constantly praised? Uh, who did I work with on that? That was Trey oh, Stokes, yeah. Oh, you know what? I thought he was really interesting. I think he has a future as a director. He, uh, he, he's a very strange, weird, uh, visionary kind of guy who, uh, you know, if he plays his cards right and somebody gives him a shot, uh, you know, I think he could make a really good movie. Unfortunately, that wasn't one of them. Uh, it, uh, uh, I did it because I just wanted to see if I could say those stupid lines without totally embarrassing myself and 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 try to create this larger than life uh you know mythic character in a modern day sensitivity and sensibility and I'm uh, I I I enjoyed I enjoyed it until I had to watch it <laughs> And then I and then I just got sort of embarrassed because of the three hundred foot whale that looked like something I could have shot in my bathtub. But that sounds a lot like pregnancy. You know, making it was a lot of fun, but looking back, you kind of regret it. <laughs> Good yeah. one, Lamy. Good one there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I thought that. Uh, but those guys, Asylum Films, you know, they they just knocked that shit out. You know, every month i think they put another one out yeah we 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 noticed noticed. yeah uh now you have appeared several times on the greatest cop show ever on tv law and order svu Uh uh-huh and we were just wondering is there any way you can tell the producers to fuck the new guys and just focus on munch and finn please Mm. or have you come back as a regular maybe no you know what they they um it it became a problem with East Coast West Coast. Uh, everybody's trying to save money. And back when I was doing four or five of them or whatever, I think I started out. I was living in New York, and so they would hire me, and I'd go to work. And now they don't fly people East Coast West Coast much anymore because of the living expenses and the planes and this and that. And they only pay minimum. That's why you see a lot of good actors, but most of them are all New York actors now. You don't see a lot of L.A., more L.A.-based people because they just won't fly us in 
uh, anymore to do it. Their and, loss. And and do, and what the question was? Uh, can I tell him? I can't tell him anything. I mean, <laughs> all I did was play a sort of a flashy lawyer who. Uh, uh, they 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 held me uh, with much love and uh, and I I liked everybody there. Um, I liked the lead guy. Uh, yeah. what's, what's his name? Chris Maloney. Maloney. Oh up. yeah, Chris Maloney. You know, I always thought that he was. I always thought that he was very overlooked in all of the Emmys. Did he ever win one? You know, I'm not sure not that I'm aware of. No, I, don't even I think, think he, he got nominated for Oz. I think he got nominated for for uh, an Emmy one year, and I talked to him and I said, you know, this is a long time coming for you because he is so solid in that show. Oh yeah, uh, he's fantastic, which is why yeah. we're pissed they're getting rid of him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think someone needs to be set on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, now it's time to get to our favorite film of this past year. Some guy who kills people. Seriously, Barry, we fucking loved this flick. I, that's what I heard. I read. I read something that you wrote, and uh, you you've given uh, you've given this movie a, a really good jump start. Thank you. I'm sure that Ryan Levin and all of the people involved with it had, are so appreciative of your uh, of your praise and interest. Well, I just want to say that when we see something that just blows our minds, we have got to tell as many people as possible. And my God, was it a great movie. You, sir, yeah, now we're going to officially blow some major smoke up your ass. That Wait is a minute, lean, let, let, me, let, me lean, let me lean over, let me lean over. Hold yep. Okay, I'm over. Okay, good man. That was one of the best performances that we have seen on screen in years, sir. You were a joy to watch in that film. Oh, well, thank you. For, better than uh, Moby Dick? Absolutely, oh, sir. Every uh, time you were on screen, I could not help but smile. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I had such fun doing that. You know, it, uh, it, 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 it was just such an oddball guy. He was a, a small town sheriff who obviously did a lot of heavy reading and, and had a lot of in his mind, a lot of stories going on that, uh, were unspoken, but occasionally words would come out that, and references would come out that you you knew that this guy was much deeper, much more weirder and more interesting than is shown on the surface. He uh, he uh, and he has he had a great dry sense of humor. Now, when we interviewed Ryan, he said that when you came in to audition, you you know you did some improv. You were crawling all over the place. How did how did you actually find the script to begin with? Oh, they just they, I, it was a regular audition. I went and auditioned for it. I got it from my agent, and they said go into it for this audition. It was I think it was on a Saturday or something, and uh, I learned the scene or scenes and went in and auditioned because I liked what I had read. And uh, and they gave me the part, and then all of a sudden I got a call from my agent, and they said, oh, by the way, it's a low-budget, no-budget film, and they want to pay you $100 a day. And I said, well, I thought this was a studio film. I wouldn't have worked so goddamn hard on the audition. So I did. <laughs> and I, I love you, know, you Barry Boswick. So I did. Well, thank you. And so, I, you know, I went in, and, and, and you know, I took the job, you know, for nothing, because I, I really thought this script was 
brilliant. I mean, I thought there was it, 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 it encompasses so many genres uh, in a sort of unique way. And uh, it's heartfelt, yet it's gory, yet it's funny, yet it's odd, yet it's Cohen brother-esque. It's uh, suspenseful. Yeah, suspenseful. I, I and just, you have a scene with Karen Black. I Oh, that was great. I, I loved working with Karen Black. She's just so interesting uh, as a human being. She's exactly in life the way she is on film, sort of that kind of, I don't know, deep weirdness that she is, you know, that that is Karen Black, um, that is sweet and... and uh, uh, non non threatening and non star like i mean she's she's uh she wouldn't recognize me if we passed each other on the street <laughs> no that was a massive bonus i mean i i knew i had no idea that she was even in it and then i went to the website some guy who kills people.com and saw her name on the sheet i was like wow double bonus well, you know, yeah, you know, when I saw a screening, that we opened the Cinefest uh, Film Festival in Vegas about a month ago. Saw it, I saw this film finally with a fairly large audience of hundreds of people. Every time she spoke, she got a laugh. She was, she was so spot on perfect. I, I, I didn't get it when I, we were doing it because I was too close to it. But when you see it in, in the grand context, she is, uh, uh just so smart, uh, a smart actress who, who, um, has this dark, snide side to her that is, it plays so beautifully in this and, um, uh i think she's hysterical at the same time she's she's um very real and uh, you know she's not funny like hey i'm trying to be funny she's just innately humorous she's humorous now here's the big question when they ask will you play this character again yeah who's going to ask <laughs> oh, the people demand it. Yeah, we pretty much yeah. told Ryan that the sheriff has to come back at some point. So, well, I, you know, I you'd have to I'd have to come back with my sidekick because we, you know, we are the uh, we are the sort of flip side of Mayberry, you know, the Mayberry uh, duo, uh, um, uh, and uh, and and he was he was so perfect to play off of. And we had this wonderful byplay, uh, um, and it really was, you know, you're only as good as the people you're playing with. Just you guys know that with each other, you know. True, uh, very true. true. Yep. You know, and uh, and it's it's a ping pong match, and um, I had a lot of people to play ping pong with in that that were good players. Nice. It, it's it's just a again. I'm going to say it again. It's just a great fucking flick. <laughs> It's a very surprisingly f- great flick, isn't it? I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, the title's a little. The title's a little bit, you know, weird. It's like, oh, some guy that kills people. That sounds good. But then you get ten minutes into it, and you're like, hey, this is pretty good. Well, I like the title because I think it sets it up as something weird and strange and different and uh, uh, a little pop arty. And yeah. uh, I think that's what it is. It's. Uh, I mean, you look at the credits, even. Uh, oh the, yeah, definitely. And I thought the credits were brilliant because it just sets up the whole style of the movie. Um, um, uh, 
Jack, the, uh, the director, had a real vision for this that um, I think he was able to really see all the way through to the end. I know they wish they had had more money, but who doesn't? You know, to, <laughs> exactly, to, exactly. To expand, to expand some of the scenes, but man, I think they did a brilliant job. Um, and uh, and it all comes down to the writing. It all came down to Ryan's uh, Ryan Levin's script, <clears throat> and and um, and his his vision his vision of the world, his world, which is a little skewed. Well, I will say this, that we did enjoy it, we will continue to enjoy it, and it will stay on our lips for a while. You deserve an Oscar, man, all I'm saying. Yep. Uh, well, thank you, and I, I, I believe you're, you're right. <laughs> and now, Mr. Boswick, we yeah. end this interview like we end all our interviews with the famous yeah. questionnaire we heard from some homeless guy in Manhattan. Are you ready? Sure, I did. Uh, if I do, I have to say dirty words. Only if you really, really want to. Oh, fuck it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite after-sex snack? Uh, popcorn. Nice. Have you ever wanted just to let loose with a shotgun? Um, no. <laughs> All right. Brad Majors or Ace Hunter? Brad Majors, definitely. All right, then. Brad Majors or Thoden? Um, Brad Majors, definitely. All right, now, tough one here. Brad Majors or George Washington? Uh, I think they're the same person. <laughs> I, I, I think Brad Majors is, 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 uh, uh, is the modern-day George Washington. I agree. I like it. All right, here's the big question. Boxers or briefs? Uh, uh, oh, definitely briefs. I, I can't stand boxers. I just I walk around with a heart on all day. <laughs> Intriguing, indeed. Now this one is also important. Can you recommend a good agent? Uh, uh, I, about fifteen of them, and I'm no longer with them. <laughs> uh, I, I think I've been with William Morris four times in my career. Um, wow. And uh, I just, uh, you know, th that's just part of the. That's part of the the game out here is when somebody gets when they get tired of you or you think they're tired of you or you're tired of them you move on to somebody else and hopefully there's other people who want you and uh uh if you keep changing too much eventually uh, you you go from the top level to the medium level down to the people who were 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 you know last year's secretaries or assistants to somebody at a medium level uh, agency and now they're looking to make a name for themselves and um it's uh, it's a tricky business this agent tree stuff uh, but that's why so many people have managers these days uh that's man what I need well, so, yeah you need a manager but um you know managers take money from you too so i mean i have a manager 10 percent agent 10 percent used to have a business manager five percent government 30 something you know it's just you got nothing left at the end of the day except for the fact that you still have a career because you got people working for you and uh i'm um i'm a person who'd rather spend time doing other things than trying to scare up employment for myself there's too many other things in life that i find interesting well i assure you mr boswick and i believe i speak for the both of us when i say when we get a budget you have a home 
<laughs> well, thank you very much. Oh, definitely. All right, next question. This is a lyrical question. Uh-huh. Is it, in fact, a real pussy wagon? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was. It was supposed to be. It was... Um, um, uh, during the during the uh, uh, rehearsals for Greece, I remember I came in uh, with uh, a, a, a roll of Saran wrap, and I because my brother, who was five years older than me, at one time had said to me when I was in high school, "You know what we used to use for rubbers? We used to put Saran wrap around our dicks." Ah. So I, I I brought in this roll of Saran wrap and. Uh, and at one part during um, uh, Grease Lightning, we pulled out this thing of saran wrap. And I know nobody knew what the fuck it was, <laughs> but it certainly amused me. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Okay, now, we ask this of everyone. Would you punch a five-year-old? I have. Yes! Good man! Yes! Chalk up another one for the win column? No, you don't even have to explain that, puppy. Alright, and finally, assuming, of course, that heaven exists. And assuming, of course, that you get there. And assuming, of course, that you wrestle control from God in a violent coup. Which of the ten plagues would you release upon which celebrity? Uh, which of the ten plagues? Um... Well, I think the celebrity uh, um, would be Jim Carrey, and um, uh, probably the Plague of Silence. Oh! Oh! Time to reach back to Charlie Chaplin. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Well, but but much of that is because he's so talented visually. And uh, the other part of it is, I just think he's so over the top most of the time. It. Uh, I, I just want to uh, cut my eyes out. <laughs> and on that note, Mr. Bostwick, it has been a pleasure and an honor and a pleasure to talk to you here on the Ask Jam. Anything you want to say to our two fans before we end this? Uh, well, you know, uh, let me think about that. Um, I think that uh, they should. Everybody should go to YouTube. And check out this FDR thing, because uh, uh, FDR American Badass, besides uh, besides this thing that you guys really liked, I think you're really going to love this FDR thing. And, um, and look for another film I just finished called Finding Joy, which is another little sort of oddball romantic comedy. I play a, a guy uh, who's an agoraphobic uh, who hasn't left his house in three years. And... Um, I'm my girlfriend is uh, an ex stripper, um, played by Lainey Kazan. Oh, nice! Yeah, so in within two years, I've worked with Lainey Kazan and Karen Black. I'm a lucky man. Yes, indeed. And on that note, Namaste. Namaste. Mike and Ike's All Star Summer Jamboree, Episode 16, Four Scorpion, was conceived and edited by Mike and Ike. Today's pot was Arrakis Areola Angerer. Today's snack was two-year-old Count Chocula. Today's title was suggested by Jeremy C. Ship. Today's music is by Gerald Immel. Today's announcer is going to get shit from Simon and Graham about this. For information on Some Guy Who Kills People, visit someguywhokillspeople.com or facebook.com forward slash someguywhokillspeople. Barry Bostwick can be found on Facebook. 
Mike and Ike can be found. Eh, no one's looking for them. Uh, Mike and Ike's All-Star Summer Jamboree was filmed at live in Barbara Crampton's basement. I wonder if she knows.